What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dream Chasers podcast. Today, we got my buddy Jeremy as a guest, and uh, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, business, life, the ups, the downs, everything in between. And uh, it's Jeremy's first time, right? Being on a podcast? Yep, this is my first one. Yeah, and uh, it's our second time interviewing a interviewing guest. a guest. So um, don't be too harsh on the judging, but if you are, it don't matter. We're gonna keep going. So, anyways, with that being said, thanks. Think I appreciate you making time to be here today, because you're, I'm sure you're gonna provide tons of value for a lot of people that are out there um, wanting to chase after their dreams and they just don't even know where to get started. Though, like I was telling you earlier, the whole point of the podcast it's not to specifically specifically talk about an uh, an industry or sales tactics or anything in specific besides helping someone have the courage to go after what their dreams are and everybody's dreams are different everyone's going to follow a different path but i i feel like through our stories you know your story steven's story is my story someone out there will be able to relate to maybe something that we're going through and it might inspire them to go after and pursue their dreams um so with that being said tell us a little bit about your story bro like where do you come from you know, uh, where, you know, tell us some of your successes, maybe some of your failures and where are you now? So, you know, just starting, you know, back, I mean, we're talking with a kid range, you know, where my wife and, you know, I had kids, you know, and even further back than that, you know, those were my really starting points of what do I want to be? You know, like when I was a kid, I would dream, you know, just like your dream tracers thing, you know, you would see, people's successes or see a car or see a boat or a truck driving down the road. And, you know, we were poor, you know, so we, it was pretty envious of me, you know, mm -hmm. but, you know, once I really got a why, you know, my success started on a huge negative, you know, I was a company man laying block brick for a, you know, masonry company. And next thing I know, no warning laid off, no job, a wife, brand new baby, uh, a son from her previous marriage, which he's, you know, I basically raised him. And so that gave me, you know, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> how, long, how long ago was that? So that was in 99. 99, okay. That so was 21 years, 21, 21 years, ago? years ago. That was my start. How old were you then? Um, so I'm 46. So 25, 24, 25 okay. is kind of when right. it, when, you know, and I was doing stuff on the side, you know, okay. like I'd do brick mailboxes and just side jobs here and there, you know, just to make, you know, you know, just some money to go on vacation or just stuff like that. So I always had some ambition, work ethic, those type of things. But that was really the start of my current, you know, where I was going from there. But that was, you know, you know, I had to knock on doors like literally it was, um, you know, and then the story for my wife and I is she was married before and divorced, you know, didn't end well. And I bought, you know, I had a couple cars and single, you know, living the single life and, you know, nothing really serious, but I had money, you mm -hmm. know? So I, her mom and dad didn't want to help us get married. My mom and dad really couldn't afford to. So I just said, hell with it, man. I'll just pay for the wedding. You know, I'm a big boy, mm -hmm. 24, 25 years old. You know, we want to get married. Let's get married. Six months after that, you know, having a baby laid off. Was that uh, when the when crazy. the market crashed? Uh, was that Y two K or was that previous to Y two K? 
It was uh, the dot com boom uh, bubble, right? That's what they called it. The I wasn't I wasn't really up on a lot of that back in the day range, you know, because I really was just snowboarding and you know <laughs> you just living it. I didn't know that, yeah, dude. Snowboard, dude. Stuff. Let's go up. It's like my, it's my favorite thing: playing volleyball, snowboarding, and pickleball. Uh, nothing really with pickleball. Oh, you got to go out there and play. But, you know, so just that, but I saw, so obviously there was a, you know, probably a little market hit that I wasn't even, cause I wasn't in the world, right? Like sure, I, sure. Was, I, I understand. Was, I was just a worker, you know, yeah. it was, I showed up, do this. Okay. Yeah. Pick this guy up, go grab this trailer. You got it. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, man, all the way. Like I didn't be here at six o'clock. Perfect. Stay till this, you got it. Mm-hmm. You know, I brought both my brothers to work with me, you know, like I said, it was just, that's what I did. And going from, you know, pretty comfortable, you know, had $10,000 in the bank. Had back a, then. Back then. So that was a lot more than it is now. Oh, and, but I, like I said, I've always been good with money, you know, like in my values from my dad, it was, you know, you never buy anything you can't afford, mm-hmm. you know, shake somebody's hand, save up for it. We were raised very, you know, like I said, we were very frugal, not a lot of extra money in the house. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted something, you had to go work for it and then go buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was, that was just how, you know, raised. how I was raised. And I liked that. So once I got older, I was just, well, this is easy. You know, if I want a truck and I only have five grand in the bank, then I go buy a $5,000 truck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that was one of the things that I feel like from my success is I haven't, you know, I would don't want to say waste of money, but I haven't got a lot of car loans. Mm. You know, I've, I've afforded the car that I could afford. You know, mm-hmm. when I was in real estate making really good money, I drove around a 98 Ford Ranger that was a $6,000 car. And I got asked constantly about that. Why do you drive that? I know how much money you make. Because like, I don't care about that. I have different goals and I mm-hmm. wanted a I wanted a house. That yeah. was what I my why of mm-hmm. why do I why was I driving around that car? Because mm-hmm. I'd rather have a nicer house than a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My car didn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. So just stuff like that was, you know, just the value side of like when I go way back, like when you're saying, where do I come from? You know, we, I come from a hardworking mom that was a breadwinner. My dad was a stay at home dad. And, you know, we just were always, you know, he was a Marine. Yeah. We did the dishes, vacuum dusted every day before school. Five yeah. kids. We, every day we cleaned before. So when we came home from school, or my mom, she worked. Clean. She worked nights, so she would work that twelve-hour shift. Leave at seven at night. Get home at seven in the morning. So when she came home, the house was clean. You know. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older, I understood that. But when you were a kid, you're like, "Holy cow!" Like this again. You know, like every yeah. day. You know, like you know. So we were raised pretty. You know. Street. This this yeah. is what we yeah. want. This is what you do. And we didn't, you know, I didn't really know any different. You know, yeah. I never, I don't really feel like I had a lot of combative feelings inside of me. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this or because mm-hmm. if my dad was out working, I would just go out. You know, we were, were on three acres down in the country in Clinton. You know, well, it was the country. Now it's the middle of the <laughs> yeah. city, you know, but back then it was I lived in the boonies, you know. And so we just. You know, if he was working, digging ditches or watering or doing anything, I was out with him. So that's pretty much that. I feel like nowadays, like especially since you talked about realtors, even in like in the financial industry, like the average financial professional doesn't make more than $50,000 a year. A lot of people don't know that. Not because they can't, it's because they don't want to strategize on how to get more clients. So they don't want to put in 
that extra effort. And, and even then that's classified as successful because one out of 10 professionals is going to fail in uh, financial professionals. But for some reason, they feel like if they're making $50,000, they got to go purchase like a $70,000 car because it makes them look like, um, like they're more successful than they really are. So I can relate to what you were saying because I used to have a Nissan 350Z and my whole front bumper was coming off. Like my carbon fiber was all faded. Like the engine was uh, misfiring. And my wife would always tell me like, you need a new car. And I was like, hell no, this could get me from point A to point B. I'm not going to buy a new car until I buy something that I really actually want. Not just something that because it's a newer car, I'm going to use that to impress people. And I remember like, people in the area here in Davis County would look at me, people that never became my clients, just quote unquote friends, they would say, dude, why are you driving that piece of shit? And I'm like, bro, cause I could still make money. Like, so what? Like, you don't want to be my client, but I got clients that got more money than you and they don't care what I'm driving as long as I help them with their money. Right? So um, I feel like uh, I've, I've seen that a lot in the last maybe, I don't know, maybe six years seven years that a lot of people care more about how they're perceived as in, in their success as to like what they've, what they're really doing. And I think they're going through that fake it till you make it scenario, which can fool some people, but people who have been in business for a long time can really see through like that veil, right. Of, okay. I, I see that you you're kind of faking it or, or, um, or, you, or I don't know. I just feel like nowadays, like the more authentic you are, the more respect you're going to get from people, at least in the in the in the in the entrepreneur community, in the business community, because like, for example, with me, like, I don't care if you're super, super, super successful or you're super brand new and you're like struggling as long as like if you're trying to sell me something, as long as I can see that you're putting all your effort all your, all your sweat and tears and, and, and passion into that one thing. And then you're going to give me good quality service, like that you're going to fight for my business so that you're going to fight to help me achieve whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve because only because you don't have a nice car or you don't have all this money doesn't mean that you can't provide a good quality of service. So I, I want to be around those people that are hungry and, and want to, work really, really, really hard. Cause those are, I, I go based off of characters and I, I pay more attention to what people do than what they really say, you know? And I feel like a lot, like when people hear that from me, I, I have a lot of younger people that follow me like on social media and it sucks because like they want to have what I have, but they don't want to put in the 10, 11 years of effort that I put into an industry. And you know, and we could beeline that kind of stuff too. That's kind of my goal with people when I talk to them is, you know, you've been all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. Like you've been left, you've been right, you've been up, you've been to this flower, that flower, this tree, whatever, you know, but once you find it, you know, hence the podcast here mm -hmm. is now you can send a straight line message to this is where you can go. I can help you save instead of 10 or 12 years. Like it's taken me, you could maybe, if you do the same behaviors and habits that I've created, maybe you can slow this pace down and go in one year mm -hmm. or, or have a, you know, building block of at least I'm doing the right thing. Cause mm -hmm. I'm sure you've made your mistakes tons of them and you've made your, I still do them all the time. Yeah, all of us do. And that's the best learning for me is, 
is the is the mistake you know and that's where i i've been you know in my recent years of talking with people and you know and just even talking to the, my kids mm-hmm. and kids is kid you know people's kids like you were saying a younger generation of and my highlight reel is three four five deep maybe you want to go for my you know for my kicks you want to go for the things that hurt mm-hmm. we might we might have a couple hour podcast on and it might not it's not going to be that fun to mm-hmm. talk about yeah. you know like mm-hmm. i i haven't my successes have been you know very impactful for me but it, to get there it's been a lot of hard work like mm-hmm. you were saying and you know one of my favorite things to say to people and you know the younger generation whoever this is reaching would be you know hard work works mm-hmm. i don't care what you're doing hard work works yeah. period it's like you know how you were saying money's a universal language everybody can talk money the same thing with hard work i don't mm-hmm. care where you're at you want to be a realtor you want to be a bricker mm-hmm. you want to be an investor mm-hmm. whatever you do there's this there's an awesome line that i got from greg plitt you know and he's like there's no reason not to be the hardest mother effing worker in the room. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason. So, and if that's the effort and energy that you put into something, then that's what you do, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's always been my thing is, you know, grew up on a farm, you know, dad was a Marine. Mm-hmm. I was a bricker. I mean, those are a lot of really, you know, you got to earn your stripes and yeah. everything you're doing there. You know, well, let me add, to what you just said just a little bit. So you're right about the hard work, but I've met a lot, including my mom, right? Like my mom's worked really, 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 really hard since I can remember. Yeah. But she doesn't have the kind of freedom that a lot of people that also work really hard, but smart have. Yeah. So one of the things that you have is, so you, you were, you were lame brick and then what changed like at some point something had to change for you to have more freedom and more flexibility because you can work hard your whole life and have end up with nothing that's a great question so for me um i really feel like i went back to my roots and so this is going way back pre i was eight to nine years old Mm -hmm. and like i said we grew up poor Mm -hmm. you know we were you know my mom probably wouldn't like me sharing some of these things but we stood in the cheese line at farmington yeah the truth, man, we were driving a $300 green beater car that we were hoping made it there with mm-hmm. five kids. That's what my mom had, yeah. you know, before she got remarried to who I consider my dad. Mm-hmm. And um, we were hungry. I still remember, never forget it ever in my life. The orange cheese block, big square, about yeah. a foot long. Mm-hmm. We would cut slices off of that and eat it on the way home. And it actually almost gets me emotional. That's so back in the day. That's what it was like I and so and my mom was amazing, amazing, amazing mom. And she just wanted a better life for us. So she, you know, her story working at Danny's five kids, put herself, you know, through school, working at Danny's, working at night, raising five kids, asking for as much help as she could get. And now, you know, to create a better life for us. Yeah. And so in the midst of that, all I ever seen my mom do was work hard, like you were yeah. saying, working her yeah. tail off. Yeah. And really, now that I'm older, it really wasn't for her. She yeah. were, was working hard for me. Mm. You're right. She was working hard for my brothers and sisters. Yeah. And so now I can say moving forward and I knocked on doors. So this is what changed like back in my, you know, in 99, when I got laid off, I felt like I was always an entrepreneur. I just always felt I legitly... And, you know, 
fact check me if you want. You could go talk to my mom and my neighbors. I knocked on doors, eight, nine years old, and I'd mow your lawn for five bucks and I would rake it up because we didn't have a bag on it for another five bucks. And so that's what I did. And I knocked on doors all up and down my neighborhood. Just, hey, can I mow your lawn? Hey, can I mow your lawn? So I had that in me. And I don't know where it came from, yeah. how it was there. It was just there. We, you know, my mom, same thing. I still remember to this day, I wanted to go up to Pineview. We didn't have any money for gas, no snacks, no food in the house. And so I knocked on a door, said, hey, I'll mow your lawn for five bucks. Got five bucks, gave it to my mom. She put half of it in gas, bought a bag of Cheetos, and we went up to Pineview. That's awesome. <laughs> True story. Yeah. You know, so some of those things, it's just why well, I wanted to go to Pineview. So yeah, yeah. same thing. So you so just figured it out. Just yeah. figured it out. So it's the same thing with any anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want? Well, what's, you know, money has always been easy to me for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Like, it's always yeah. been, if you want money, go get it. Mm-hmm. But just know why you're going to get it. I wanted to go to Pineview. I didn't care I was mowing the lawn. Right. Because yeah. it's not even about the money. It's about yeah. the thing Experience. that yeah. you can get with the money. Because I feel like a lot of the times when I talk, I, I don't talk about, so, so I used to show screenshots of how much money I was making. Yep. And I would post it on Instagram just so people could see what was possible. Because yep. when I first started becoming an entrepreneur, a lot of people told me I was, I was going to fail. Don't do it. You're going to quit. It's not for you. You don't have to discipline. Because keep in mind, like, I was getting drunk every single night, like at 19. Like, literally, do you know what a 40 is? Like a yep. 40 ouncer? Yeah. So I was drinking a 40 every single day. I used to hang out with this with a buddy of mine, an acquaintance now who at the time he was like, I think 19 and he was making like about eight to $9,000 a month in 2009. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's yeah. a lot of money for a 19 year old. Yeah. Okay. With no responsibilities. Right. right. Yeah. None. Yeah. Besides, so, besides partying, like you were saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he had all the nice cars, like everything. So, so as long as we hung out with him, like, which he was my neighbor, he lived like two houses down from me. As long as we kicked it, he'd be like, he would just take us to the liquor store. He'd just be like, hey, grab, grab whatever you want. Grab a 40 grand. It was nothing. It was like $2. What's $2 to someone that has no responsibilities is making $9,000 a month, right? And all he has to do is have fun with his friends. So every day we'd have a 40 and I was drinking every day. So when I started trying to talk to people about business and entrepreneurship, they saw me like a joke, but they didn't know what I had inside of me. Yeah. They didn't know that what I really wanted, right? So when I got to a point where I started getting some successes, I tried showing people like, hey, look, someone that you bet against like if I could do it, anyone else could do it too. Like if I could get to a point where I can get some sort of success, here's the proof. Here's the proof. And I thought that would incentivize and motivate people, but it actually did the opposite. Because the people that told me I would never do it, when they started seeing me do things, they congratulated me, right? So they said, hey, good job. Like you, you did it. I knew you were going to do it. And then, but it didn't stop. And it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And when they, when they passed what they were doing, it's like a switch. It was like, now it was like, oh, you're all you all you talk about is money. All you talk about is business. All you talk about is working hard and being successful. That's not what life is about. Life is about, uh, is about, uh, like, like living in the now and enjoying the moment. And I'm like, okay, that that's fine. But what if my mom gets cancer? Well, what about if the living in the now, cause I have a huge perspective on that because that's one of my drivers. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I'm older, I mean, you guys are, you know, a little bit younger than me still. I'm 46. Mm-hmm. And honestly, a fear of mine is say you're 60, have cancer, no money. Now what? 
you know, this is a real thing that's happening in my world. Yeah. Like it, not just to me personally, uh-huh. but to people I know and, you know, yeah. just acquaintances yeah. and this and that. So now do you want to be the 60 year old grandpa that's got to move in with his grandkids right? or grandma that can't feed herself because you didn't make a good financial decision yeah. and you wanted to live in the moment? Right. So there is some give and take with that for me personally right. is mm-hmm. I love the expression you know, you've heard me say it earlier. Mm-hmm. Hard work works, but I also play hard. Yeah, you do. Like, man. dude, I play, man. I got a boat. Yes, Every horses. Sunday, <laughs> we go, man. Like, my kids, like, I, I have, I've been blessed, you know, and I'm not a big religious guy, uh-huh. but I like saying it that way, mm-hmm. of if I have to leave at 12 o'clock on a Tuesday to go watch my daughters run their horses. You can do it. I can do it. But yeah. guess what? there's a price mm-hmm. and you know what the price is for me it's time yeah. so now i took from 12 to 3 to go watch them i'm working from 3 to 12 sometimes yeah so that's my price yeah. and is that was that and i'm not complaining about it cuz i got to do what i want exactly and i love the expression for me is my moment is i schedule my life first mm-hmm. so so that's it like hey i don't miss my kids stuff period exclamation point. Yeah. Yeah. If my wife once calls me up and says, Hey, let's go to lunch. I'm going. Yeah. If my best friend, same thing, Brandon, he calls me up and says, Hey buddy, what are you doing right now? And I'm busy, busy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what are you thinking? He's like, want to grab some lunch? I go to lunch. Mm-hmm. Cause those are the fleeting moments. Cause I know I'm going to work 10, yeah. 12, 6, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Some yeah. days I, some days I work two hours, some days I work 20. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, but if I don't take advantage of those little moments, They'll pass you by. And and so so there's a balance. And I, like I said, I do have a thing in me where I, I want to have the nice stuff. Mm-hmm. And not just because I want, I like nice things. Everybody likes nice things, right? I want to yeah. get in a car that starts. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that gets, that I know. Yeah. I can say <laughs> this thing is going to start. Yeah. Because yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. there. I've yeah. been, like yeah. I said, you heard my story with being, we were in a car that sometimes it didn't start. Yeah. And we're like, well, now what do we do? Uh-huh. Yeah. We were all in the car ready to go. Click, you know. Yeah. And you know, I seen the boat driving down the road, and I just man, those guys are. I always thought if those guys are gonna go and have so much fun, mm-hmm. so that's always me. Yeah. So when I get going, I'm like, dude, this isn't the the boat or the going snowboarding or the whatever anything fun that I do, going to a football game or going to watch my girls ride or coaching my son in football all of that was just a vehicle to get me to fun yeah because i enjoyed it all you know mm-hmm. and and i love coaching my kids that takes me to the i i was i've allowed myself through my businesses i've owned a brick company back when i was bricking all the time i took off at three o'clock because i was the coach and i never missed a practice never missed a game That's but awesome. guess what happened from you know whenever practice got over you know practice started at four it was for an hour and a half six seven sometimes some of the kids would want to hang back and throw the ball around and screw around and i was all about that you know so sometimes i'd be either eight o'clock and i had stuff to do mm-hmm. so same thing yeah that's what my life's always been i can do what i want but it's going to cost me yeah you know and sometimes you know that's where i weigh my thing of living in the moment is it worth the price mm-hmm. like that's what i that's what i would want everybody to understand and it was for me mm-hmm. like coaching my kid in football that was worth it mm-hmm. so when i was driving the truck around or measuring jobs or doing anything i had to do going on a real estate meeting anything mm-hmm. it was i'm not complaining mm-hmm. because i got to do what i wanted to do 
Yeah. And it cost me. It cost <laughs> me my time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, and I agree. So, like for me, it's it's that it's the fact that I like what you said about family, right? You got to prioritize the experiences because for me, that's that's a big thing. Um, cause in, in business, like you said, like you are, you have your own time. Like, it's just you, you don't have a boss on you. You have to be here at nine to five, you have to clock out, whatever. It's just you managing your time. And for me is that like before it was, I had to be here. I had to go to meetings. Like I used to work at a clinic, um, a couple years ago and basically we had like staff meetings, things like that. Like after, after hours, so you had to stay in there was like birthday parties, different things like that, where it's just like, I have to be here because my boss is telling me I have to be here at these these meetings. And I would miss out on like nephew's birthday parties or niece's birthday parties, things like that, right? And now it's, now that I have control of my own time, like I take advantage of that. Like I will prioritize, like you said, I will prioritize my family over anything else because kind of like you, myself, I'm that same way. Like I know it doesn't matter where I'm at, I'm gonna find a way to make money. You know, that's just who I am like i've never had a problem with money i've always had it i've i've lost it i've i've earned it you know but yeah, but it's there the stories right there like <laughs> exactly. telling people you've lost everything right that's uh -huh. not the glorified exactly you know. uh-huh people don't don't talk about those things yeah. but for me what i realize is experiences you'll never get those back you know like you said time you 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 outweigh is, is the time worth it in time you just never get that time back with your family so i always think of it that way you know if me well, sitting doing and also just to yeah. throw it in there a little bit is I actually told myself a lie a lot of the time in my life is I did this for my family. Yeah. Right. You hear that expression a lot. And it actually just gave me chills talking about it because I have a lot of clarity on this. Yeah. That's bullshit. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I did this for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a selfish aspect to oh, it 100%. that people don't talk yeah, about. Talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's one of the things that I think that, you know, oh, I work so hard for my family. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. You work hard for yourself. Yeah. So you're talking about your mom and her going yeah, to school. She, and... she did that because she had something inside of her. Mm -hmm. She wanted to have me have, hopefully have a, an opportunity yeah. to have a better life. And she wanted that for us. Absolutely. But coming from her perspective, if I was to put myself in her shoes, I'm broke, uneducated with five kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same thing. I'm going to show all you guys. I'm yeah, going to show, you, I'm gonna show you what I'm made of. Yeah. yeah. I'm in a pretty tough spot. I'll mm -hmm. agree with you. But I'm going to show you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that wasn't probably for me as much as it was for her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and so same thing with me is like I want to. If I want something, you know, because I want I want the loves. I, I call it abundance in everything. I want to yeah. feel abundance in love abundance in life, abundance in money. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't, you know, I want it all. Yeah. Like, so, so there's a sacrifice with each one of those wants, yeah. you know, like, and so if I want abundance in love and I'm chasing money every day, my wife's probably not going to be that happy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you come home knocking on the, I want love from you door. And <laughs> yeah, she, might be, yeah. she might be like, I haven't seen you in a week. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I don't love you. As and, much right now. <laughs> and I've been busting my ass with your three kids here. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm pretty tired. Uh -huh. So, so earlier we're talking about, so I, I made a comment, right? And I said, Hey, I wish I, I, if I could bring my wife to come work with me, like, I'd be way more organized, but I can't afford it, right? Yeah. So, and then uh, you made a comment where you're like, well, that's my space and you know, you gotta, so if I was to bring my wife over, I know the first year and a half to two years, it'd be a living hell. Not because of her, because of me, because one, I'm a procrastinator. Like I hate to work, which is why I work. So then I don't have to, like I work so much 
so I can front load all my effort. So then I know in five or 10 years from now, I'll, I'll, I will be able to reap the benefits where I won't work unless I want to. Like, I wouldn't have to do anything if I don't want to. A lot of people don't know that they have that choice, right? So the reason why I know that if I brought my wife, I could be a lot better is because we're, we're complete opposites. We've actually taken tests to, to range our personalities and our strengths and weaknesses. I'm a go, I'm a, I'm a go, I'm a doer. So for example, just look at what we did today. Everything was unorganized. We're trying to put up the, I got here late. I finished my meeting late. We put this up. I was trying to put up this, the camera, whatever. I, Cause with me, it doesn't matter it, to me. It doesn't matter how it gets done. It just has to get done. Like me personally, right? My wife hates that. My wife would have planned everything out. She would have had everything structured, all the questions, and she would have known exactly at what time we were going to do what, the complete opposite. But she wouldn't have taken the initiative to maybe follow up, see how you're doing. She, like, she would have maybe asked one time, and then if it didn't happen, all right, see ya. Like, like she because we're, 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 we work different. Well, it, and, that's, and that's a great point, you know, because I love that, what you're saying, and it takes all of us. You know, that's the one thing that I would want to get into with um, – the younger crowd, or even if there's somebody older, mm -hmm. like I said, I, how old are you? I'm 30. You're 30. I'm 46. How old are 31. you? 31. So you guys are in the same kind mm -hmm. of, you know, that's where I was just really trying to mm -hmm. still figure some stuff yeah, out with yeah. me. And I didn't realize this. And this is another key, key point for me in my life and my successes is you cannot do this alone. No. And everybody who thinks that I can just grind through this, like you were saying, your mom, like how you were saying with her hard, 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 hard worker, my mom, hard, 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 hard worker. They didn't have a lot of financial successes because all they did is maximize their hard work. Yeah. So if you're wanting to work hold, hard, uh, make sure that, that you understand. For, hold that thought good. for a while, right, man. Sorry for the, to cutting you off, but we'll bring you right back to your point, man. So basically going back into, you know, I was getting on a team effort where most of the time on. people don't realize that most people's successes are hard work on their part but also filling in a piece where they're deficient or they need help i have adapted in the last 10 years where i heard long time ago and i tried to work on your weakness work on your weakness work on your weakness work on your weakness and i was never that good at the weakness so I felt like I wasted my time. And so all, it was probably about 10 years ago, this last downturn when I lost everything. 2008? 2009. I was a little lag in there. Okay. 2009, 2010. Um, you know, I, sh I had to shift, you know. And so from that point on, it was, let's work on my strengths. What am I good at? And I'm good at talking to people. Mm -hmm. I have an ability for people to trust and believe what I say because I'm authentic. Mm -hmm. Like I can look people in the eyes and say, Hey, I can help you sell your house. Mm -hmm. I can brick your house. I can, whatever service I have that I'm good at, I'm going to do that. But then when it comes down to doing the paperwork, I'm not that good at that. I'm not. The busy and work. So, and, and I'm not that detailed of it, yeah. you know? And so I would find myself, you know, it was funny, you know, there'd be times where I would have four or five deals that closed and had the money sitting there. And all I had to do was the, the paperwork. paperwork to get the money <laughs> and they were sitting there. Yeah. And, you know, I do it sometimes to this day is I've actually gotten better at it where if I have to bill for my brick company where I'll have 10, 15, 20 jobs because we'll do 30 jobs a month sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'll have all this billing to do and it's just piled up. And just I have see. to have a day 
you know, because I'm the guy, I'm the one measuring the jobs, I'm uh, the one doing the things, you know, but everywhere I can delegate, like an accountant, I have an accountant, mm -hmm. you know, I have, you know, in our, where we build houses, we have an assistant that mm -hmm. tracks our books and helped me huge in my brick company, yeah. where it allows me just to, all I have to do is I measure the job, I know how much it charges, I have to bill it, that's it, that's all my responsibility is. You know, the, the accounting of it, you know, the writing, the checks, all that, you know, gets delegated out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the I'm the one that has to say this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, make sure we're and, you know, and I couldn't afford those things. That's what's one of the things yeah. is when you're first starting out is you have to be everything. Yeah. Yeah. But also my biggest emphasis for everybody listening and you guys for me was know what you're good at mm -hmm. and double down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, what is it? that you, I know, and you know in your heart if yeah. you're good at something, right? Yeah. Because it's easy. You don't yeah. procrastinate it. Nah. Yeah. Oh, knocking on a door. Oh, my God, I can't do this. I couldn't <laughs> do this another day of my life. This sucks so bad. What if they tell me no? If that's what's coming out of you, you might not be that good of a prospector. Yeah. yeah. You know, so maybe hire somebody to do that job. Yeah. For me, I'm good at it. Mm -hmm. I can go knock on somebody's door. I can get told no. Since I was eight years old, I've been doing it. Mm -hmm. That's where, you know, my comment earlier was sometimes you are who you are. Yeah. I've been an entrepreneur, prospector, entrepreneur my whole life. Yeah. And it's easy for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The stuff that gets hard is dealing with the employees for me, uh -huh. you know, dealing with the, you know, the emotional side of, you know, sometimes I don't say please and thank you that much. Mm -hmm. I'm just, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's yeah. go, let's mm -hmm. go. So I have, I've learned over the years to remind myself to thank you mm -hmm. here, you know, and funny enough, the funniest thing that still to this day that people love that I do, that I had no idea, no idea that was this big a deal, was it a free shirt. And I personally would have write, hey, here's $50 in shirts or I'll give you $50. I'd have taken a $50 every time. Uh -huh. yeah. Most people that work with me and are around me, they want I give the $50 they, and they wear them. They're proud. proud of it. Yeah. They're like, dude, he gave me a free, like, it's just, <laughs> it's a thing. And I do, I have a box of shirts in my truck just carry around. that I carry around mm -hmm. just because of that now. And I've realized the value of that. You know, mm -hmm. people are prideful, you know, mm -hmm. and somebody that doesn't even like I had a situation, a guy that worked for me. This is just two days ago. I was cleaning up a job. My guys didn't get it the way I wanted it. So I was just taking a minute and cleaning it up. So a, a guy that worked for me 10 years ago sees me over there doing it, just coming and talking to me. He has a broom and he, he helps push broom everything. I leave and I was just thinking, oh, you know, I'm coming back for another trailer. I gave him a shirt. You should have seen him light up. Something so little. Ten yeah. years ago, he worked for me, and still he was he 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 was going to wear that shirt like he was working for me currently. Nice, you know. So just understanding those little things yeah. of how the psychology of people work and understanding people's mm -hmm. strengths, because there are people. You go talk to my mom, who's a very hard worker. She had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to be the boss, to be you know she she won nurse of the year at McKady Hospital, wow. and she. But she didn't want to be the boss. She yeah. just wanted to come and be the just nurse and patient care and yeah. do her job. And, and she loved it and she was good at it. Mm -hmm. She, you know, I heard stories over the, man, your mom saved my grandpa. 
your mom, you know, the on and on. Like I've probably heard four or five stories over, you know, a 20 year period of how awesome my mom was of a nurse. Mm -hmm. And I knew she was, but you ask her, Hey, go be the boss. Super. Yeah. She's, she's like, like she's no, hum- yeah, I'm yeah. good. You know, she's so humble. she knew her role that yeah. she liked and she stayed in her, stayed in her lane, you know? Okay. So, you know, that's the whole thing of success. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you wanted to say, is she not successful? Yeah, she yeah. is. I, yeah. I would say she is. Or, 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 you know, because she didn't go make a million dollars. Yeah. She, she wasn't a, a, an amazing person that mm-hmm. deserves to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and so that's kind of what I feel with myself is I don't put a lot of successes in my own personal life on how much money I make mm-hmm. or how much business I do or how many jobs I have. I feel like my success and my legacy is left within stuff like like yeah. friendships. Yeah. How, you know, like the whole funeral talk that you've heard in, you know, probably a hundred motivational books and most people, you know, how live your life like you were writing your eulogy right yeah and i and i'm not to that extreme with it but mm-hmm. it's important to me to know that i can look somebody in the eye and say i did a good job yeah mm-hmm. no you made a difference yeah i you know i i was honest in my business dealings mm-hmm. i can not look over my shoulder mm-hmm. and wonder if somebody's coming for me mm-hmm. and i feel like i've given myself a lot of freedoms in those mm-hmm. type of things is you know into that you know what success yeah is in my life do i want nice things absolutely mm-hmm. do i want to go on a nice vacation yeah do i want to retire of course mm-hmm. but retire to what mm-hmm. like retire yeah. to golf course i hate golf <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know yeah. so what am i going to retire to yeah like, yeah you know and you need somebody to go with you mm-hmm. yeah. so if you haven't worked on your relationship so how so say you know this is my thing that i tell my brain say you became a multi multi-millionaire that didn't have to do anything mm-hmm. kind of like you referred to earlier mm-hmm. like i can do what i want when i want how i want mm-hmm. say you end up there mm-hmm. nobody with you mm-hmm. you're a social guy mm-hmm. i'm a social guy yeah you're a social horrible. guy yeah well, no it'd be boring well you know guess, you'd be you know what the steve jobs right he's yeah. the prime example died with and his money couldn't save him yeah yeah probably one of the richest people of our time yeah you know, top two, three, most influential, like everybody's got an iPhone here, yeah. iPad, everything. Yeah. A lot of the ideas <laughs> yeah. come from this guy, yeah. right? We're billions. His billions couldn't save him. He still died. Yeah. Well, well yeah. on that point, right? <laughs> yeah. Go anywhere he wants. Yeah. So, Do whatever he wants. So on that point. So I think that's why, like, so going back to the money part, right? And, and uh, living, and uh, you talked about abundance, abundance in, in money, abundance in relationship, abundance in health, abundance in all of these different things. That's why where I when it comes to like working together, I have a different opinion. So and and it's not the traditional, um, what would they say? Uh, it's like the, the words in the tip of my tongue, but it's not conventional wisdom, right? Most people will tell you keep keep it separate. Like my wife things like that. My wife is like, well, this is my space. This is what I do. And you do what you do. And I don't want to be with you because you're going to, you're not my boss. And you're not going to tell me what to do yeah. with me. I don't see it that way because just in my friendships alone, like I've had moments where I've tried to go on a vacation. Let's go to Japan. Let's go to Europe. Let's go here. How many of my friends do you think can afford that? Not a lot. Like 
acquaintances, but like my inner circle, like friends that I grew up with since I was been five years old, they can't do that. And even if they say they can't, I know they can't because I do financial services. So I know based on what you make, how much you spend, your livelihoods, like realistically without using credit cards, or even if you use credit cards, how many of them can actually take a trip and just plan it out and say, okay, in five months or in six months, let's go. Yeah. And let's have a let's have a trip, right? They can't. So so or just plan a trip, you know, because this is one of my favorite things. With that is, you're gonna have fun wherever you go. Uh huh. Yeah. So say a vacation is thirty grand. Sure. Or a hundred bucks. Sure, sure. I feel like you know, to your point, you know, of having your friends afford it. Dude, we had some of the best times ever in my life. One of my best friends to this day still, Dave Kolbach, sure. takes more vacations than anybody you'd ever meet. Sure. But he goes on a river rafting trip down to Westwater. Right. Water, but, but he likes river rafting. That's 100, 100 bucks. Right. You know? But he likes yeah. river rafting, right? Yeah. So like with me, like one of the things I didn't get to do as growing up was travel a lot. Yeah. So I want to go. I want to know where I live. Yeah. I want to understand this planet. I want to go to Africa. I want to go to Europe. I want to go to Russia. I, I want to go back to Japan. I want to go and understand different cultures because I, I'm, I'm probably going off on a tangent. I, I'm going to bring it back and then I'll come back to why I want to travel. So the reason why I say this whole like I, I can't go with my friends because they don't they don't they're in they're living in the now. So they worry about the now. They don't plan in the future. So they can't go on these trips with me, even though they'd want to. I'm not going to pay for seven of them. So, I mean, maybe I would. Not now. I can't yeah, afford it, yeah. which means I got to work harder. Yeah, go, but, be, go be the Colby Bryant or right, the Michael Vicks. Right. You well, have your entourage <laughs> coming around. Hey, I'll be that if guy. If I got to be that guy, I got to be that guy. I'll be your financial guy. I'll be right. the guy that holds your credit card and pays. You know, all you have to do right. is walk in and out. So so, so, the, so going back to the, like, uh, working with your spouse, the reason why why I, I, I said I can't afford my wife yet is because it, you're right. Like, and Stephen was right. Like, you live in the now and and you can't ever get that back. And I, I forgot where I read this, but I, I read the study where it said that your wife or your husband will spend more time working or will spend more time with someone, with their coworkers than their own spouse. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I cannot live a life where my wife is has a work life and has a home life. Because the reason why I got married, this is my, and I could be wrong. Remember, I talked about like different perspectives, oh, yes. right? I got married so I can spend time with my wife. If I didn't want to spend time with her, maybe in 10 years will change. But if I didn't well, want to. You hope not. Right. And it will, Which is why I'm working on it now. So, well, yeah, that's what I say. And it will change if you. Sure. You know, and that's one of my other fears too. just to add to that a little bit. All of us have seen it. The old guy in the grocery store cliche. I told you to go get cabbage, not lettuce. Yeah, you know, no, no, and he's no. hanging his head down, you know, dragging ass behind the old lady getting yelled at, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I don't is want that, that. Is that who you want to be? Like, Hell we've no. all seen it, right? Hell no. Yeah. yeah. Every, and, it, you know, and maybe maybe you are it, you know, maybe. if you were older listening to this. Sure. Yeah. You know, and my thing is, is, well, you you know, put in the work, you know, you you know, if you're with this person, be with this person. Right. Yeah. You know, like, love this person. I don't, you know, I don't go out in the world and, and I'm, oh, man, look at look at her man look I, if i had that you know it's just yeah. like no i i married my wife for a reason same thing like yeah. you said we've been married 20 years this year good congratulations you know? and you know and yeah that's that's due to because it hasn't been easy being married to yeah. me yeah 
You know, yeah. you ask her from her side if you were <laughs> interviewing sure, different her. Perspective. She, she's, she's like, no, and all, and she said it to me because we do communicate. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I felt like a single mom at times. And my wife says that too. So, which is why, which is going back to the same point that I'm yeah. trying to bring, is she has a career, right? And and she's trying to figure out how to be passionate about what she does because she has a good job, but she's not passionate about that. So my job is, I, what I value most is freedom. Freedom to do whatever you want. So I know that we're both on a mission. We're both growing. So if we want, if I want to help her pursue her passion, it just doesn't make sense for me to go hire someone else out when I know that the perfect person for the job to complement what I do is my wife. Obviously, if she didn't have the skill set, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't even bring it up. Well, but so but she is. She is a killer. So I know so what, together. What is it? You know, because you referred to this a few times. You know, just to kind of add to that a little bit, what would it cost to afford your wife? Two hundred grand. We already talked about it. That's it. That's what she would want a year. Yeah, because 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 what that can do is, like, her money's her money. Like, I'm okay with that. So I want her to feel like I we're, look. When I when I came into the relationship, I had my stuff. When she came into the relationship, she had her her stuff. The reason why we took so long to get married was because I did not want to be the and she did not want to be the typical couple that gets together and then they don't have anything and then they're struggling. And that's fine for a lot of people, but I come from a super poor background and I saw how money destroyed my parents' marriage. So I just didn't want that in my life. So I said, "Look, when we get married it's cuz we're set. Like I'm successful, you're successful. We don't worry about money so we can focus on our relationship." Yeah. So we did that, and because of that, we have great communication. I am passionate. I was passionate about what I do when I was broke and when I started having money. She was passionate until she got to her position too quickly. Yeah. She got to success too quickly. She didn't think she'd get to where she's at until her mid-40s. She got there at 25. Yeah. So that was six years ago. So for the last six years, I'm like, look, let's spend time together to build a business together. Help me help us because I have the business that has no income potential. Let me let me pay you what you're worth. That's your money. Do whatever you want with it. Go spend it. Go have fun. But let me help you figure out what your passion is so we can help you build that business. And then I will be your assistant. I'll help you build whatever you want. It's not about my stuff. It's how, how can I help you get what you want? Because we're going to grow. I'm going to change and she's going to change. So, yes, are we going to fight? Of course we're going to fight. We're going to have arguments. That's But that's part of growth to understand what she's good at, what I'm good at. And we have to work together to identify what our strengths and weaknesses are together. But we're a team. Yeah. Together, we're a team. Now, I understand a lot of people are not like that. But the reason why I say that is because when I grow, what, as I get older and my kids grow up, I want to be able to say, hey, kids, let's we're moving to Europe for two years. And my business is still running. I don't need to be here. My wife's business is still running. And we can show our kids what it's like to live in a different culture with a different culture so they can be cultured because I didn't have that. I want to show them. I want to, I want to show them what life is like. I want them to live and they might not like that. And, but that will show them something about themselves so they can discover what they're good at. So they, they can find what their real passion is because it's not about the money. It's not even about the career. I'm not in financial services because I want to be in financial services, bro. I never got into the business to be like, oh, I want to be a financial advisor or a financial professional. I got in it because it was the only way to become free. That's how I saw it, right? 
before that, I was trying to be a realtor and no one wanted to help me become a realtor. My uncle didn't even want to buy me a book, but that's when the stock market was crashing. And then I started seeing all these realtors go out of business. They had all the fancy, uh, they had all the fancy like uh, Ferraris and the Rolls Royces and the big ass houses and they were losing everything. I'm like, oh crap. Yeah, I'm not getting into that because if there's even a slight percentage of me risk, like losing what I built, I don't want any part of it. That's my personal experience because I got kicked out of my aunt's house in 2009. A sheriff came to our door. She was a real estate investor. Obviously, she didn't know what the hell she was doing. But the point is she went broke. I was the one that got kicked out by a sheriff. And I said, holy crap, I never want to be in a position where someone could take my stuff. Someone could take me from my comfort. Someone has power over me. So when I found the business, the industry, I realized how I, there was a, a level of margin of safety. And it was harder because you're I'm, I'm broke. I don't know anything about money. But even if I sucked, I would learn how money worked. So it, to me, there was no, no potential of losing at all if I was just willing to put in the work. One, you gained a skill, right? Like, sure. Tremendous skill. See, that's one, that's one of the things that... You know, I would why I would encourage and I still cultivate in myself is once you have a skill, nobody can ever take it. Now they can. It's you know, once yours. You, once, once. So for me, once I've learned how to lay brick, I might have a different day or, you know, as I've gotten older, not be as fast or whatever, but I still know how to do it. Yeah. Once I've knocked on a door, you know how to do it. I know how to do it. Right. Once I've. You know, once you have what you have and you've worked on a skill, you know, and that's what a lot of people and you refer to it a little bit mm -hmm. is cultivating, you know, so you want success, you know, you know, it's the whole, are you willing to put in the time? And most people will say yes, but what time uh -huh. do they put in, right? Like <laughs> what time is it, is it that I read the books is that I went to a seminar, did I get coached, you know, on and on and on you go. You know, that's one of the things that I feel is make sure you're giving yourself a skill that mm -hmm. you can take with you. You've learned and nobody mm -hmm. can ever take that from you. Mm -hmm. No. And so if you lost everything, you know, the, I've, I've even heard it from some people like they don't even go into business with somebody who hasn't lost it all once. Because mm -hmm. they want them to know, like you were maybe saying about your wife, she got success too quickly. Mm -hmm. And did she really learn the skill of building it or not? And I'm not saying that, mm -hmm. that she did or sure. didn't. It's just I'm just saying, just, it's just saying the same thing. Like if, if, if you were to come in business with me, you know, I'm a hardened businessman mm -hmm. and we make a business decision together. Mm -hmm. I know the consequences. Mm -hmm. I, I know what worst case scenario is. Mm -hmm. And once, sometimes when you're young, you're just like, you know, you see the stars, right? Oh, yeah. I could this or I could that. Yeah. Oh, let's do this. Yeah. And then you get into it and you go back to my time thing. Mm -hmm. This is not worth <laughs> what yeah. I don't care. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to do what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. This isn't worth it. Yeah. You know, and so that's one of those things. But if you learn yeah. the skill that you're good at, back to that, that's one of the things that I really want well, to even that's people a skill. in on. Is what is, what are you good at? Yeah. And sometimes not knowing is awesome because yeah. then you get to try stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never know. Well, you, you being a financial guy. Yeah. I can tell you right now, I had zero when I was younger in my 25 year old broke self, laid off, starting my brick company. I had zero ambition to be a realtor. Mm. I had zero ambition to build houses. Mm -hmm. None. I had no idea it was even coming. <laughs> I didn't even know what I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. I didn't. And all I did was just, you know, like you asked me earlier, what changed? 
you know, so it was the same thing. And I had a lot of people, Brandon, my partner at, at my brick company left, got into real estate because of time. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're working hard and we're making good money, but I don't have any time. Yeah. I don't have time for my family. I don't have time for my kids. I, I'll right. never be able to make enough money. So him doing that. And we went to an Anthony Robbins seminar within that same time, mm-hmm. opened my world up to, man, what is possible for me? Mm-hmm. And I was scared, man. I was scared. It took him a year of convincing me to be a realtor. Dude, you are perfect for this. You are perfect for this. You are perfect for this. And it wasn't the real estate vehicle for me mm-hmm. as much as it was my personality. Because mm-hmm. I would, it was the same, it was a portable thing. Mm-hmm. Can you go talk to somebody about a brick job and go get a brick job? Yeah. So why can't you go do the same thing for a house? Yeah. And I had the hardest time of you know, put, put, putting that together in my head is, well, it was the fear, you mm-hmm. know, like when you talk about why don't people do things or why do you procrastinate something? I was scared. Well, what if I uh, don't read the contract right? Mm-hmm. That was a real thing for me. What if I am writing something down and I misspell it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to look like an idiot on and on, you know, so it was mostly just if I could, yeah. can I do this? Can I really do this? School was never my thing. Yeah on and on and you know and i had a lot of limiting beliefs in that area and him getting into it encouraging me Mm -hmm. opened my whole world up Mm -hmm. and that one thing saved me you know when i you know when when the market went down in 2009 i thought i was bulletproof in a sense of i own everything except for my house I've always lived with cash. I'm driving around a $6,000 truck, Mm -hmm. living very frugal, making pretty good money. All my money was in my company. And I got, you know, and I don't want to say it was bankrupted, but kind of that that aspect of it is I didn't get paid on over $100,000 in jobs. But I paid my guys. Mm -hmm. I paid the materials. I did all the stuff. And so I'm like, hey, where's my money? Mm -hmm. And I never accounted for that one scenario. That was the one scenario. So like when we go back to business, yeah, I can, I account for that scenario now. Mm-hmm. Not only learning experience, can, can yeah. I pay for everything? Cause I was running on cash and running yeah. a good business. The supply place got paid. My guys got paid. Everybody, everybody you got paid, but, besides you. but me. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize I, until that situation happened with me when it fell and the guy goes, well, you, it's a spec house. Bank's taking it. I don't know what to tell you. Bank's not going to pay you. Mm-hmm. And I called the bank. Let's <laughs> make sure. I did. <laughs> yeah. I said, hey, you know, you got a free brick job, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, go to the, wasn't us who hired you. It was that guy. Go get him. Go sue him. I'm like, well, he's going bankrupt. Why won't you just pay me? You would have had to pay somebody else to brick it. Mm-hmm. That isn't the way this works. Yeah. They don't care. Wow. Yeah. And so I was, you know, I was out. And then the positive of it was, you know, so this is my thing for content and the story and everything, you know, cause I know that's kind of what you guys are after here. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, this is the truth. So I don't know if I should say names. So I'll leave the contractor sure. out of it. Cause I don't know how things repercussions come back. Uh-huh. I went to his house and I was on the phone with my wife and I said, and I said, I'm going to go in there. I'm just going to take a couch or something. I'm going to kick down. The door. <laughs> like I need something. I need some sort of. No, give me no something. Like, I'm taking give something. Give me your doorknob. And, and my wife goes, Jeremy, your family needs you. I'll remember these words forever. Mm. You have, I, I'm here and your kids need you. 
get your ass home now. And I listened to her. You know, it's crazy. You're not the only one that's told me a similar story because we have family members that are also like in construction and they had cash too. And then everything went to hell and these guys are a little crazy. So like when they weren't getting paid, they same thing. They, yeah, they went to their more, house. Nothing more personal than taking yeah. somebody's money away. It went, yeah, oh, yeah, bro, yeah. It, hundreds to feed of thousands. My family, like, yeah, because yeah. yeah, that, that's what it was for me. It was you took me back yeah. to when I was starting my company and I couldn't because my first initial goal wasn't to be successful. Like I right. said, I couldn't even see the other things. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I went to work to feed my family. Right. There was no other reason. Yeah. We were hungry. I, I, I've been there. I'm like, my family is going to experience the same thing I experienced when I was a kid. Yeah. No way. I'm like, yeah, you do anything to stop yeah, that. And so when my wife goes, Hey, I'm a single mom. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you're <laughs> right. Yeah. But you're I'm feeding like what, what other op? Like there wasn't a lot, like you were, like you were saying, mm -hmm. you know, there's not a lot yeah. of options. Like, so you say, what, what are you going to say? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? You know, and so that's what started me and, and the defining moment in my life, like I can say from my business career on and, you know, and we can go with whatever you want from that is I had to look. I was telling a story, mm -hmm. a limiting belief. story. Hey, oh, my God, look what happened to me. Everybody. Hey, how you doing, Jeremy? Guess what? Oh, so and so this so and so that this happened to me. Feel sorry for me. I, I did that for probably it was about three weeks to a month. We were getting in trouble, you know, where I was like, I could just see it. Like no brick jobs were coming, no real estate, everything's bank after bank shutting down. And so I looked myself in the mirror and I asked myself this question dead right in the mirror, right after I got out of the shower. And I don't know what hit me or how it hit me. I'm like, would you hire you? And I shook my head. No. And I'm like, so I asked myself the follow up. Well, what do you got to do? Be you. That was it. That was my turning point. And so I hit that and I was done. I started knocking on doors. Is that the, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a, a perfect way to kind of wrap up the show. Um, you touched on a ton of uh, subjects. I think the biggest thing that I took out of it was the fact of learning to be adaptable. Um, I don't think there's like one route. It seems like throughout your journey, you had to adapt through different things. Um, there was different routes where you didn't think you were going to take and then you ended up taking them and they ended up being what it is that you were looking for. So, and I think that's what business is, is the fact that you, it's not always just one road. You always have to be able to adapt to different changes. Um, and I love what you said kind of to wrap up what you were saying is just be you. Um, a lot of times you get into business or start a business and you feel like you have to be somebody else. You have to be a financial professional. You have to be a real estate expert. You have to be you, whatever, a uh, herbal life expert. I don't know, whatever it is that you want to get into. And that's not the case. Like just be you and be genuine. Well, you take you with you everywhere. Uh -huh. That's my thing is yeah. it doesn't matter if I'm a brick or I'm a realtor. I build houses, have rentals, all the things <laughs> that consistent. I do now. I take me to every place I go. Uh -huh. It's the, I'm the exact same guy in every situation and just be me. Yeah. I'm, I'm an authentic hardworking guy and that's it. That's all. And if you're that life, life rewards you a hundred percent. That's it, man. I really appreciate you coming down. I mean, I'm sure we're at some point we're going to have to do part two because I mean, obviously the older you get, the more experiences you have, the more wisdom you have. 
but um i really do appreciate you coming down here absolutely and uh yeah. you know thank you for being a dream chaser chasing after all your dreams yeah. still chasing it, it, it never doesn't stops. stop <laughs> it never stops so with that being said episode two is wrapped up and uh dream chasers out yep thank you <laughs>